Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan. Happy Monday. It's Memorial Day. It's a long weekend. We haven't been remote in a while. How's everyone doing? Pretty good weekend. I should have made more coffee, but no well. Good. No, Steve's grumpy. No, I'm still grumpy. grumpy. Steve. I don't have the coffee. But did anybody before we get into hockey talk? Did anybody happen to take me up on the softball viewing for the weekend? Yes. So, so I tried to stream it on my computer, and it wasn't working for some reason. But luckily, I was able to tune into the PHNX Sun Devils Twitter and post game shows. So. Always entertaining. By the way, those guys, if you're not watching that show, why the hell not? That post-game show they did Saturday night, I did not <laughs> see last night's post-game show because it was sad. Saturday night's post-game show was absolutely fire electric. It was midnight, and they had had a few cocktails, and it was a really good show. And for ASU softball, I tell you what, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough loss, and, and feel bad for, for those for those girls. They competed hard. They ran into a really solid pitcher, and um Unfortunately, they lost the weekend. They had series. what a 5-0 lead in that game, though. Yeah, yeah, they had leads in every single game, and, and you had a 5-0 lead in the third inning. They, they, it's too bad they just couldn't hold oh, on. You gotta, you gotta close that out. Yeah, yeah, and so they'll be, they'll be sitting this one out. But the U of A um, Wildcats are heading to the to the Women's World Series next weekend and facing um, uh, Oklahoma State. Who, who are they? I think so. You know, it, it's tell me. interesting too that they got it, it, U of A got an easier draw in the super region yeah. ASU. And there was some controversy about that since ASU won the conference. Um, and I know they look at overall RPI and those things, but it's a little bit of con- tra- controversy there because Northwestern is a really good team. They've got, a, as you mentioned, a terrific pitcher. So that was, that was a really tough draw for them to get in the super regional. Thank you to everyone who's joining us on this Monday morning. Nicholas said it's the first live show I've been able to catch in a while, been moving over the last few weeks, and your podcast has been keeping me company over that time. Absolutely love all you do. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, everyone who's here joining us. We appreciate you. Another team that could have closed it out over the weekend and didn't was the Carolina Hurricanes, which we'll get to a little bit later but we're going to preview the third round of the NHL playoffs. Even though we don't quite know the matchup in the East yet, we'll hypothetically preview both potential matchups. But it's the it's conference finals week. 
here we go. We're getting getting to the end. The NBA is in their finals. It's it's getting down to it here in the NHL playoffs. So excited. AJ's here writing his series preview while listening to us. Hopefully, maybe we'll give you some tidbits, AJ, that you can throw in your series preview because we'll be previewing the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Don't count on well. it though, AJ. We probably won't give you any good material. No, <laughs> he's probably like, yeah, I know that already. <laughs> so let's just should we just dive right into it then? Sure. Sure. Let's let's first bef- talk about before we preview the Avalanche and the Oilers series. Can we just talk about the last five seconds of that game on Friday night between the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues? Because we haven't talked about that yet and how thrilling that was. I, I tell you what, this is the second game and it happened earlier in, in, in a series on the last round where someone lost a game in the, in the winding seconds to Tampa. Um, you, you, you can't take your foot off the gas. I know everybody's thinking overtime. You just are. I, 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 how do you get from behind your net to a punk in the goal in 10 seconds? How does that happen? I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens, but give it up for Colorado. It was exciting. (laughs) They didn't defend the rush very well on that. No, because I think, I think in your mind, you're thinking overtime. Yeah. 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 You're going, okay, well, it's 10 seconds left. He's behind his net. Okay. We're fine. What are we going to do in overtime? Oh oh, no, I'm going to get nervous already. Or when am I going to get a shift? And no shit. It's in your, it's over, but it's over. Like it was, I think everybody was stunned that it was over, and we we we, we all watched the the footage from DNVR bar when that went in, and it's unbelievable. In the the live show, watching Rudy, well, yeah, and well, that's a bad pass. Well, and it's over. Like he was talking, complaining about the pass because he thought the pass was going to the forward in front of where Helm was. He didn't see Helm coming up in behind. So anyway, in, incredibly exciting. Um, Colorado is a team that's been struggling to get over the second round hump for years, and for a moment you thought that they were going to go right back um, to face the same fate this year and they're not so they're heading to the western finals good on them look out because they're rolling now yep so the western conference final it's the battle of the max the the mckinnon and mcdavid matchup also the battle of former arizona coyotes goaltenders mike smith and darcy kemper who would have thought not me um but it's it's going to be an exciting matchup that game kicks off tomorrow night and of course, former Coyotes Mike Smith and Darcy Kemper, like we said, but also Derek Broussard and Josh Archibald on the Oilers as well. Edmonton coming into the series beat Calgary in five games. McDavid and Dreitzel to lead the postseason with 26 points. Evander Kane leads the postseason with 12 goals. Mike Smith leads the postseason with two shutouts. So it's clicking for the Edmonton Oilers. Right now, of course, Colorado beat St. Louis in six, and McKinnon leads that team with eight goals. What do you got on this matchup? Just excited to see marquee players. Connor McDavid going against Nathan McKinnon, obviously, but there there's some – I mean, both these teams have some high, high-end skill. Obviously, Leon Dreisaitl and Amiko Rantanen come to mind. Kale McCarr is – probably already climbed into that stratosphere of player. He's just been so good down the stretch here and in the playoffs. There's a lot of high draft picks in this series. Um, I think Colorado has more of them. They have more, well, they have more talent, I think overall than the Edmonton Oilers do, but the way Connor McDavid is playing right now, don't sleep on the Oilers because he's taking it to another level. He's taking it right now. He's playing 
at a level beyond even Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, what, what I question, and I don't know, is I, this is the third round in a row where I'm going to say the Edmonton leaders are going to lose. I'm going <laughs> we'll start with that sentence. And clearly, I've been wrong. But I, I, I still look at the problems that I think that the Edmonton Oilers have and had during the 1-382 regular season are the same problems they have in the playoffs. It's just no one's been able to solve their high, high-end talent. McDavid, Kane, Drysaddle have been literally unstoppable by their first two opponents. Will that be the case here? This team's better. Colorado's better than the teams they've faced. They're built differently than what Calgary was built. And you look at Calgary's talent, you talk about Mangiapane, you talk about Johnny Hockey. They are not Landis, Gog, uh, and McKinnon. No. These are big, strong, physical men that can drive the net. Uh, Calgary's skill, Calgary's got physical players, but Calgary's skill is smaller skill. Even Kachuk isn't, he didn't make himself known in this series like I thought he would in front of the net. Colorado's skill is not only fast and incredibly high-end skill, they are big boys. They, they are physical presence. They can push you around. They can play that style too. I don't know if Edmonds, Edmonton has faced that yet. And the other thing Colorado has is their depth. I think Colorado has the ability to roll lines more, and I and their back end clearly is better than any back end that they've played so far that Edmonton's yeah, played so far. Gerard, this year. Right? Yeah, even without uh, Sam Gerard, even without Sam Gerard, their defense in Colorado is deeper and better. So, I, I mean, you look at the high end players. If if I'm Colorado, I have one mission and one mission only, and that is to stop McDavid. I don't care. I don't care if you literally play peewee hockey and you attach yourself to him physically to take, just get on him, stay with him, shadow him. You don't see shadowing anymore. You see it in, back in the eighties, some, but you don't see it. You have to keep McDavid off the score sheet, period. And if you keep him off the score sheet, you're more than likely keeping dry off the score sheet. And if you can do that, then win the rest of the game. Even if McDavid plays 25 minutes, then you just need to win the other 38, 32, whatever, whatever he doesn't play. You just need to win that. So to me, it's, it's, if you can shut down McDavid, you can win the series. Absolutely. And don't sleep on Dreisaitl as well. If you look at the last five games, Dreisaitl has 17 points, <laughs> 17, 15 assists. That's unbelievable. So like you said, PD, it's, it's, the, the two-headed monster there with those two. And Renegade Man in the comments said, don't forget about Hyman. What a clutch player. Hyman has six goals in the last five games. He's been unbelievable. It's been clicking for him in Edmonton. Um, I mean, I can't wait for this series. There's so much star power. There's so much firepower. And I, I just don't even know what I think. I think this game – I think this series is going to go a lot of games. Hmm. I – I don't know. I don't. And what about the goaltending? So we look at the goaltending, two former Coyotes head-to-head. You look at Darcy Kemper and Mike Smith. But let's start there. Look at Craig. Where's the goalie matchup in this one? I I don't know. What what are we going to get from Mike Smith? Which Mike Smith is going to – I mean, he's he's given up some – he's had some poor performances. He's given up some god-awful goals, but he has battled, and he is, his numbers overall are still good. He's He's been able to bounce back from those moments, and that's probably experience – working in his favor. Overall, Mike Smith has been pretty darn good in this postseason. Um, I don't think we've seen best from Darcy Kemper either. I, I mean, he's had moments himself, but I don't think Darcy Kemper has really been a game-changing goaltender. And 
as you get deeper into the playoffs, you're probably going to need to see some of those performances from Kemper. So I really don't know how to handicap this goaltending matchup right now. Well, you go to the save percentage, Mike Smith wins. And, yep. um, but to your point, boy, there's been some of those goals that he's let in that shockingly bad. I mean, yep. game one, there were some um, throughout this series. The one thing that Mike Smith was able to do, especially against Calgary in the first three games, is he was able to take control of the offense for the Edmonton Oilers and getting out of their zone. I was surprised that Calgary didn't adjust quicker to um, dumping the pucks away from Mike Smith or attempting to carry the pucks in. They they allowed Mike Smith to break the puck out much too quickly and easily for Edmonton and put him on the offensive side of the puck early. If I'm Colorado, you look at how they're built, Colorado is able to enter the zone with possession. It's a team that that has the skilled forwards and can get pucks through the neutral zone with possession. So maybe Mike Smith doesn't get as many touches on Edmonton's breakout, and I think that favors Colorado. And if they do have to dump it in, let's hope, as you're watching these first games and Tuesday's game one, is that they dump to the cross corner. They put it to an area where Mike Smith can't get it. And we know as Coyote fans, Mike Smith gets to pucks that you think he can't because he will go out to places he probably shouldn't the less he handles, the more he wants to handle. And that's going to be a key for me in this series is how quickly they are able to adjust and keep the puck away from Mike Smith because I think that puts the favor into Colorado. Having said that, Darcy Kemper hasn't been very good either. And I mean, he's made a few outstanding saves, which I said he had to do, but you go look at the goals that he was giving up against St. Louis and you're like, God, you got to have that. Got to have that. Yeah, and the one that, that oh, yeah, yeah. game five, the one that sends it back to St. Louis, you're like, oh, geez, got to have that one. They can't be going against Connor McDavid going, oh, geez, you should have had that one because their opportunities by those high-end skilled players are going to be elite chances and you can't go, oh, should have had that one. I'm curious about matchups in this one. Who, Petey, who do you throw at Connor McDavid? How do you try to contain him? Well, the problem, the problem, especially, well, in, in half of the games, everybody's going to have to take a bite on him because yeah. anytime there's a, a face-off in your defensive zone, whether it's an icing, God forbid your, your fourth-line group gets left out there on an icing because you know Connor McDavid's coming over the boards. So it has to be a team defending. We'd always try to assign two two lines. You're going to get the bulk of McDavid. You're going to get You're going to get more. If you try to match them line for line, even at home, you get – pre predisposed focus on that. And that's all you're thinking about as a coach and a coaching staff on the bench. Oh shit. When's McDavid? I got to get that line against McDavid. So you've got to prepare your entire front 12 forwards to, to being able to defend McDavid, but you'll, you'll get your top two lines uh, defending him. Now, do you go, do you go put McKinnon right against him head to head? Let, let's go. Let's go with speed for speed, power for power. I, I don't, it'll be interesting. I think you'll see it during the series. And those two head to head could be really interesting because they're both very, very, very competitive players. You have to imagine home ice advantage will play a role in this series then with, when it comes to line matching. Um, and I think that game one is going to be kind of a, a test situation to see how the teams do match up against each other. Because I think there's a lot of really interesting scenarios another thing I was just pulling up while you were talking was um, shots on goal and we talk about Darcy Kemper and one of the things that made him stand out in Arizona was that he was facing so many shots a night and he really performed looking back at the last three or four Avalanche Blues games the Avalanche outshot the Blues in every single game so Darcy Kemper wasn't facing as many shots looking at the 
Oilers and Flame series, it was, you know, back and forth, but the, the Oilers did have a high shot output. So maybe is that something that will play in Colorado's favor for Darcy Kemper to possibly face more shots and have him kind of get in his groove in that situation? I don't know. That's another thing to look at. Yeah, he's been a goalie who does seem to excel with high shot volumes. It's, it's an interesting point um, where he can get into the game. I'm not sure he's that guy that, you know, faced 20, 23 shots in a game and he's going to be as sharp as maybe you'd be otherwise. But maybe maybe he can prove us wrong. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I have no idea what to expect from this goaltending matchup. Could we see, you know, Mike Smith uh, reprise what he did in Arizona in 2012 and take it to another level now that he – now that he's this close, I, I don't know. I, I I'm really fascinated by that matchup. Another thing that I'm really looking at, and I don't want I don't want to dive too deeply on just one player, but losing Sam Gerrard, I man, I look at Jack Johnson. To me, he's a he's an Achilles heel on this Colorado Avalanche team right now. He's not a good defensive defenseman. We saw some errors from him. We talked about on the on the previous show. That, that weakens their blue line. So you got to figure out a way to hide him, but still get him meaningful minutes because you're going to have to split split the minutes up with with these guys. I like the Bowen Byer, Merrick Johnson combo, but I, Jack Johnson to me just he's not a very good defenseman anymore. So losing Sam Gerrard could be a, a tough blow for Colorado in this series against such a high octane offense. Well, when you talk about a defensive tandem too, and you talk about Johnson's ability versus Sam Gerrard and the mobility and the ability to skate, and you're talking about this series being built on speed, that's Sam Gerrard. I mean, that's that's the kind of game he can provide and he can keep up with and defend a player like McDavid Kane, Drysaddle, because he's quick enough. Eric Johnson isn't that quick anymore. I mean, he's never been a fleet of foot. Hey, look at his speed. I caused him problems in the last round. His his ability, his quick feet or lack thereof caused him problems in the defensive zone and his ability to box out and be able to do those things around the net that you know this Edmonton Oilers team uh, is going to be able to provide. The concern then is when you get to Edmonton and you're Jay Woodcroft and you see Eric Johnson hit the ice, man, 97's up. Like, go, you're on. Like, yeah. Let's just change lines. We want you out there against Eric Johnson. So I, I think that... Do you pull him and replace him with a Ryan Murray or someone else? Do you, I mean, do you take him out of the lineup? That's you know, what Ryan the comments seem to think. Oh, sorry. Ryan Murray hasn't played enough, though, has he? Like, I, I think head-to-head, Murray's always been an injury problem guy that just never provides you enough. Or, I, I mean, I guess the more experienced player is Johnson. This game, this game, this series is about speed. Johnson doesn't have any. Yeah. This series so. also has – sorry, Petey. No, no, it's just, so it's, do you make an adjustment now? I I would not be surprised. I think game one, they're going with what they got, what what got you there. I think what you'll see, I think you'll see Eric Johnson in game one and you can adjust from there. I think it's more difficult to make the change in game one and then go back, uh, Jack Johnson, I'm sorry, instead of going back to him, (laughs) instead of going back to him. So I anticipate he will start game one um, with the same lineup that you saw um, defeat the St. Louis Blues on the road and then make adjustments from there. This series also has so many first round draft picks in it. <laughs> so many. Um, Craig wrote them all down. Craig, do you want to take it away? <laughs> uh, sure. I, I mean, we uh, I mentioned them, but like number one overall picks, Ryan Nugent Hopkins in 2011, Nathan McKinnon in 2013. And of course, Connor McDavid in that painful 2015 draft that Coyotes fans remember well. Uh, number three overall, Leon Dreisaitl in 2014. Kale McCarr, number four overall in 2017. I could start picking out others as well, but there's just so much 
high-end talent that was expected to be high-end talent. And and by the way, the one guy in there that is, isn't getting the same attention, probably doesn't deserve the same attention, but lately has played really well. As Ryan Nugent Hopkins is really giving the Oilers a lot in this postseason. He's had a terrific playoff. So, I mean, we, we talk about high-end players for Colorado, and I still think the Avalanche have more, but there have been guys that have stepped up for Edmonton without question. Uh, and we, we, we mentioned Evander Kane on a previous show. They're getting enough contributions. They're getting enough balanced scoring where they can get this done. So yeah. what are your predictions? Yeah, I, I'm going to do the same thing I've done the first two rounds. I am going to bet against the Edmonton Oilers again. Um, I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche in this one. I think they're too deep, too strong, too offensively gifted. I think they have too many weapons that are going to give difficulties to Mike Smith. I think their skill is going to crash the net. I think Kadri is going to cause Mike Smith problems in the blue paint. I, I think that that is going to be an issue that they haven't had to face so far in this series, other than the Milan Lucic bump, which is what for theatrics sake um, caused Smith to get it into the wall. But I'm taking the Colorado avalanche in this one, and I'm going to say that it's going to take them. Um, uh, can they win games? Six. Colorado Frank, Avalanche in six. That's what my heart's telling me too. Colorado in six. I, I really feel like Connor McDavid's playing at such a level right now that that's right. Somebody reminded me that Eric Johnson is also a number <laughs> and one. Jack Johnson was a third pick. <laughs> I, I didn't go back to the like the uh, the aughts of two thousand. Yeah, there there are more of them. And I said we could we could name more if we keep going down the list. There's a ton of high draft picks in this series. Um, I do feel like. Colorado is the better team. I think Colorado, I, I mean, I give the color, the Colorado avalanche, the edge at really every position group, but Connor McDavid is going to find a way to get this team. And, and I shouldn't discount Leon Dreisaitl. He's having a, a great postseason. It's just McDavid's on another level than anyone else right now. I feel like he's going to find a way to get the Oilers a couple wins, but I think Colorado got over the hump by winning that last series with St. Louis, which by the way, I think the blues are a better team than the Oilers as well. So I feel like Colorado proved it right then and there, they're going to get to the cup final and we might just get to see, uh, I might be tipping my hand here, but we, we might get to see uh, Colorado Tampa in a, in a cup final, which would be really cool. That would be really cool. I, I want to pick Colorado too, but it makes me nervous when the three of us are unanimous because we've been so wrong. We suck at this. We've we've been so wrong. I'm curious what the chat thinks. Who do you think is going to win this series and for fun and how many games? Let us know. Um, I pulled up the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. So the line's already out for tomorrow right now because Colorado is the home team. They're minus 175 favorites. The Oilers' money line is plus 150. So you can dabble on that. And here's a number that really stands out to me. The over-under is set at 7. On the oh, DraftKings wow. Sportsbook app. That's high. That's very high. On the, on the flip side, the game tonight between the Rangers and the Hurricanes, the over-under set at five. So Vegas always knows things that... I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see a high-scoring series. There's so much fun. I just want to see high-octane. Let's go. Let's go. Just rushes. Lots of offense. Let's do it. Let's just have a high-paced series. It's so much fun to watch. 
Zach says abs in six. They're too deep and too good defensively. AJ says abs in four. <laughs> AJ. AJ. And See, we needed AJ on this part because they know. AJ, did you mean to type holla in caps or homer in caps? Oh. <laughs> oh uh, Charles we should have him on because they know the strengths of this team and how deep this team is. And I, I talked to, it's funny, I talked to Rudo before um, the game, game six in um, St. Louis. And Rudo said, don't worry, Colorado's going to win tonight. And he wasn't phased at all. I said, yeah, they're going to win. I don't think he knew they're going to win with under 10 seconds to go, but. Charles says Colorado in six. Comadiazo says abs in four. 40 goals scored total. Holy crap. Wow. Uh, Renegade, that's not happening. Renegade. Oh, we got an oil seven. Renegade. Look at man. that. And I like it. Casey said, if Alex Newhook isn't a regular in the series, that's a problem. And Burkowski and Comfer are fine on the third line. I feel like we got some Avalanche fans in here. So yeah, but Burakovsky's got some speed. And one of the things podcast. I think I, I think you're going to see a lot of the Burakovsky conflict. I think they can defend. Um, I think they've they've got the foot speed to keep up. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's why I talked about more than one line taking McDavid. I, I, I don't see any problems with the top three lines of of Colorado getting a bite out of um, Connor McDavid. And that's why I think they'll ultimately win the series. Did you see Nick's comment? Yeah, I did not. Yeah, we agree. You guys. You guys. <laughs> predictions <laughs> <laughs> not untrue yeah. so you so you what's can, your record right now oh i oh my suck i suck <laughs> edmonton yeah. i didn't pick winning i did pick colorado and i did not pick tampa i said florida was gonna wake up tampa i think and done. i think i picked colorado but we'll see what happens I tonight i picked carolina so if, i picked carolina also if carolina wins we'll be 50 percent. if they lose we're 25 yeah, so. percent. second round yeah. yeah, we did go six and two in the first round. Yeah, we did pretty well in the. I first was five round. and three, five and three. Craig and I were six and two. I had LA beating Everton. How's that looking right <laughs> now? That was seven well, games. Everybody, take take what we say with a grain of salt. If you want to bet on tonight's game, tomorrow night's game, you can also bet on series outcomes on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's a great time with the NHL playoffs going on, the NBA playoffs going on the WHL playoffs going on. And by the way, yet another DraftKings pick of the week has hit. Um, the Oil Kings got it done, won their series against the Winnipeg Ice. Dylan Gunther is moving on in the postseason. Sean is on a fire with his picks of the week on our show. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today as my street racers make their long-awaited appearance. It's been a while since we've heard from them. <laughs> <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. And right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. That's DraftKings Sportsbook app with the promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, get $150 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Craig, you got a text from Dylan Gunther? Not finished. Those were his words. Not finished. Wow. Love it. Going for the WHL title and maybe a Memorial Cup berth. Such wow. Such a experience. I hope he gets to have it this year. That's so exciting. Um, everyone is saying hello to the street racers. It's been a while. It really feels like we've uh, – it's been a while since we've heard from them. We've I've also – 
we talked about the 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 Colorado presence and in, in the DNVR presence in the chat potentially today, and there was an all city shout out. I will say this. I, if you haven't, again, and if you're not a DNVR listener and watcher, you do need to check out the Twitter on that particular night and the vibe at the DNVR bar. Oh, my God. It is nothing like we've all been to sports bars. We all love sports bars. But when you go to a sports bar, yeah, I went to one for lunch yesterday. I had my TV on and I was watching my TV and the table next to me had their TV on. They were watching something different. When you go to an all-city bar you're there with hundreds of people. You might be in a table for two, but you're there with everybody. And the camaraderie in that group, singing along, cheering along, standing on chairs and screaming at the television set. It, it is as close to being to the game, but maybe better because you get chicken wings and beer. So I am so excited. And it was a kind of a preview that one tweet that they had where they actually won it and the hugging and jumping and tears and all of those things. I am so excited fast forwarding four or five years into the future at the PHNX bar and we get to do the same damn thing. Like I am so excited to see that kind of a vibe and it's not going to a sports bar and yeah, we're watching the game. You're, you're going to the game with everybody. You, you were encouraged to cheer and high five the table next to you. It's a different vibe than a sports bar. I'm telling you it's different. And the best part is then Craig Lee and I can drink and then we can go do the show <laughs> right there from the bar. So yes, please soon. Thank you. Sorry. AJ, if you're still on, can you apply some pressure to uh, get that PHNX bar built a little sooner? Oh, there, you guys, I'm in the office every day, and they're working on it. It's, hap it's happening. Really? It's going to happen. Let's get can that we, bar built. Yeah. Get it built. All right. Well, let's move to the east. And again, we don't know the exact matchup, so we're going to preview both. Obviously, we know the Tampa Bay Lightning are in, and it could potentially be against the Carolina Hurricanes or the New York Rangers in the east. Tampa, of course, swept the President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers. They have not played a game since Monday, May 23rd, and they'll play game one Wednesday, either in Raleigh or New York City. Probably stressful not knowing exactly who they're going to be playing. Um, for the Lightning, Kucherov leaves the team in points. And then some names that I don't think we would have predicted for the goal leaders on this team, Ross Colton and Corey Perry tied for five goals each to lead the Lightning. And Vasilevsky has been lights out in the playoffs, 2.22 goals against average and a .932 save percentage. What do you think the better matchup for Tampa Bay is? For them? For, for Tampa. Who do you think Tampa wants to play? Probably the it's Rangers. Hard because you, you, uh -huh. you look, and I wouldn't want to have to play Carolina's smothering defense. You'd have to play it on the road for a team that hasn't lost in Carolina yet in this playoffs. You have to play four of the seven games in Carolina. The Rangers rely heavily on Shesterkin. There are some holes in their game that I think maybe uh, you want to get in a foot race with Kreider and Zibanejad. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. You want to get in a power play battle? One, Yeah, we can do that. We got Stamkos. We got Hedman. We can do that too. Um, so I think they'd probably be more comfortable in the New York Rangers series. Um, Carolina is two different teams. If, if, if you have the home ice advantage against Carolina, take them because they suck on the road. And I mean, you look at their numbers, uh, home versus road, it's so drastically different. They are, I've never seen a team have statistics that were that different home versus road. It is unbelievable how much different these two teams are. So I, if I'm betting, 
yeah, I think they'd rather play the Rangers, but then you take other things into account. You talk about travel. The Carolina series, is easy. It's, a, it's an hour and 20-minute flight. It's an easy to get in and out of Carolina. There's some things to be said for that, getting into New York City and playing in that environment. And, and Madison Square Garden is hard. Yeah, I don't think that, that's interesting, the travel aspect of it. Because, I mean, where are they flying? They're probably flying into Newark, right? Newark, yeah. You gotta, I think Newark. Gotta, through the bus, you know, through the tunnel. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle, actually, getting into Manhattan and getting to your hotel. And then even on, on game days, getting getting to getting MSG. Getting to the rink. Yeah. Getting to MSG versus getting to the arena in Raleigh. Or, you might have to have your bus go through a few people tailgating with their little stand-up grill in Carolina. But you don't have to battle people down 8th and 33rd trying to get to Madison Square Garden. Like, people that don't give a shit that you're a hockey player. Like, okay, I got to get these clothes down the street. Like, get the hell out of the way. So I, there is so many more things to deal with playing in New York City than just the game itself. There's a lot of outside noise. There's a lot of other things going on in New York City. And not saying that that's going to dissuade or be a problem for the the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been in every situation in every city. Well, the the last conference final was against the Islanders, so it was you know yeah. Similar. So it's the same, yeah. same, except that was in wasn't that in? Oh, that was in. Yeah, that was pre. They had fans. I I forget. I never forget which ones in the bubble, which ones in. It the was fans. post bubble. It was it was, it was yeah, last post bubble fans. Yeah. Um, well, before we get there, we have to, of course, get through tonight's Game 7, which, by the way, it's the sixth Game 7 of these playoffs, which is one shy of the most in a single postseason. Seriously? Fun already? fact. Home teams are 6-0 and in the series, so, I mean, you'd have to imagine. I mean, this is this is my point of view. You'd have to imagine that Carolina pulls this one out. They've also played in six consecutive Game 7s and won every single one. So the, the, the stats are favoring the Hurricanes. But we'll see because it's just been a tale of two different teams based on whether they're home or away. Um, this is the Rangers' third postseason in which they've won four-plus games facing elimination. So the Rangers know how to step up in elimination games. Um, and lucky for Carolina, this game's at home since they've not won on the road once this postseason. And they hold an all-time series record of 9-0 and when leading 3-2 to in a best-of-seven. So there's some so stats things, in really. Carolina's favor. Carolina, we talked about Carolina not winning on the road. So you go, okay, well, they, they must suck on the road. They had 25 road wins this year. Like it's their franchise setting record road team during the regular season in, in the history of the Carolina Hurricanes. They won their last four road games leading up to the playoffs, won all of them, in, including games in New York and in Long Island. What the hell happened? Like, yeah. if, I, what happened? It, it's just bizarre. I'm doing a lot of research on this particular series and you watch how the Carolina Hurricanes defend. And one of the things to look for when you watch this game tonight is look how New York gets the puck between the blue lines. Can they get from their defensive zone into Carolina's offensive zone possessing the puck? Carolina at home is phenomenal between the blue lines. Their neutral zone forecheck is smothering. There is no room. Rangers can't get on the rush. They can't get outnumbered rushes. Can't get the puck through the blues. They turn it over. I'm telling you, it's, it's unbelievable to watch them operate in the neutral zone. They went to New York yesterday. It's three on twos. It's two on ones. It, I just can't explain how different these two teams are. If Carolina plays the way they've been playing at home, push goes to Carolina unless Shesterkin makes 45 saves. But, but he can. So this is this. I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew who was going to win this game. I wish we could plan ahead and, and start predicting our New York, um, New York, Tampa or Carolina, Tampa series. But I don't know. 
I'm where am I going? I am giving the slight edge to the hometown Carolina Hurricanes. I think they go all the way for the first two rounds, winning every game at home and losing every game on the road. And I think Carolina wins tonight. And I think they get an empty netter and I pick them by two goals tonight. I'll say four to two at home. PD, has ESPN Stats and Info put out anything on a team going unbeaten at home and winless on the road in the playoffs? I'm curious what the most extreme example is. I, I may reach out to NHL Stats if you guys don't have it. Not through. They've gone through this this particular two rounds, but nothing looking forward. So okay. I don't know how deep. And it has happened to this point before. I don't know how many times. Through two rounds, a team has gone win- yep. unbeaten at home and winless on the road? Uh, I think it's happened a few times. The answer okay. is yes. They're, that's that actually, will, but they were just talking about it. So it'll be on the broadcast tonight. Beautiful. I mean, lucky for Carolina, it's a home game seven and they're undefeated at home. So we'll see what happens tonight. Currently on DraftKings, they're favored uh, minus 145. Money line Rangers are plus 125. PD, would you then want to bet the puck line since you predicted a 4-2? What was the puck goal? line plus the puck line for the Hurricanes is plus 170. I, I think there's going to be an empty net Jesus today. I think there is going to be – it's going to be tight. And it, I tell you what, even if it's if it's 3-1, they're still going to pull the goalie. This could end up 5-1. Wow. Um, I, 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 it could be just because you're going to have to pull the goalie no matter how many – it's game seven. Like you you could give up three empty netters. It's, it's, having said that, it could be a five-overtime game. We could be sitting here at two in the morning and the Rangers could win. Like Shesterkin is good enough to win this game one game, That's one game thing. on his own. That's what I wonder about. I agreed. Like you got to the game seven and now if yes. your goalie can be that goalie we saw in the regular season, hell, Carolina could fire 50 shots at 100%. him. 100%. They could all shoot him 50 to 10 and still yeah. they could. Yeah. They could because the anti-Ranta versus Shesterkin head-to-head, both playing their best, Shesterkin's better. Yep. So it could happen. I still think Carolina is going to find a way to get over in front of their home crowds. And I think Carolina wins. Does either team have a shot against the lightning the way the lightning's playing right now? I don't think anything's phasing the lightning right now either. That, so that was going to be my next question. Let's do both scenarios and what our predictions would be for both. Before Let's we do that, Leah, what we, I, I, I said Carolina is going to win tonight, so you can go ahead and book your flights to New York because that's where game one is going to be on Wednesday <laughs> because I said Carolina. So I'm just throwing yeah, that out there. Yeah. Sorry. You're the Sorry. one who needs to book your flight, PD. I know. I know. <laughs> Literally. Um, um, yeah. What was Leah that? Some of it. I'm flying somewhere else this week. Leah gave part of it away, but she hasn't given my exact location away yet. So... I will yeah, be you'll... releasing the exact coordinates once you're out of cell service. <laughs> we should. That's actually brilliant. You guys are going to chart me, right? You're going to chart me on my drive? What's... We should. You mean some ca- remote cabin in the bush somewhere. And you, you just see you standing on top of a, of a mountain, tree-covered mountain, trying to get service for the tent. With a hanger. <laughs> yeah. I can just see it. You get the aluminum foil hat on, reaching up. Oh, where's Tempe? Where's Tempe? Oh, my god. Could be happening. Oh, my Can't gosh. Wait. Caleb said 5,200 followers for Craig's trip address. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Actually, maybe maybe at 6,000, he'll take a vacation with you. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like like the Griswolds? If you want to guarantee a major Coyotes uh, thing to happen, then you can do that. We'll get to more about later this week in a minute. But let's do predictions. Let's do a Rangers Lightning prediction. For me, I don't think 
like the Rangers, I think, are just not not built for the Stanley Cup final this year. I think the Lightning, ever since they beat Toronto in Game 7, there's no stopping them. So in a potential Rangers-Lightning matchup, I'm picking the Lightning in five games. Five games. In that matchup, I'm taking the Lightning in six. That's what I'm taking, too. Lightning in six. Okay. And then a Lightning-Hurricanes series. And this one, for me... Is a little bit harder. Carolina is a home team if that happens. Yeah. Well, the Rangers are a home team if that happens also. Oh boy. If it's Carolina Tampa and I and I said Carolina would win tonight, so we're we're predicting the Rangers will will be playing Tampa on Wednesday. <laughs> but with Carolina Tampa, two teams know each other extremely well. I would have to say this is going to go the distance and this will go seven. You pick it. You pick it Tampa. Tampa wins road. game seven on the wow. road in Raleigh. Oof. All right, I'm there saying Tampa in six again. Win they at win home. at home. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to go to be different. I, I do think there's no stopping Tampa, but Carolina as the home team, it's hard for me to bet against them. I think it would go the distance. But if it does happen, we will first – if Carolina wins and goes to the Stanley Cup final, we will have a former Arizona Coyotes goaltender matchup either way in the yeah. Stanley Cup final, which would just be – that's unreal. quite a story. I mean, it's already a storyline that there's potentially that there. It's already a storyline in the West. There's four of the last five. It's so po- three of them po- are Coyotes. It's potentially a storyline that three of the four goalies in the conference finals would be former Coyotes goalies. So I want to see that happen immensely. It'll be a story on GoPHNX tomorrow too. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Look what look you did. Unknowingly at- walked into that one, that. or maybe knowingly because you guys talk more and plan more, and I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, Craig always has, he's always two steps ahead on gophnext.com. So if you want to read Craig's stories and more, we'll also have video content coming soon behind the paywall. Be a member at gophnext.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt when you sign up, like the one strategically covering PD's computer in the back there, Cody the Coyote. Yeah. Um, you can try your, if you want to try just month to month, you can get your first month 50 cents and becoming a member also gets you access to the members only discord where we are pretty much daily chatting with everyone. It's a good time. So sign up to become a member. Craig has some awesome stuff coming out this week at gophnx.com. Um, let's just address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that Craig is going out of town this week, which of <laughs> course means that the Tempe city council will be making a decision on the Coyotes Arena uh, proposal. Um, I've seen some comments about it already from Robert earlier. We will have coverage, even though Craig will be in the mountains, he will be calling us hopefully to react to whatever the decision is. Petey might be on the East Coast. It might be midnight. He'll be on alert. I'll be on alert. We'll all be on alert. We'll have coverage. We'll still have somebody attending Tempe City Council for boots on the ground coverage of it as well. It's a big, big week for the coyotes and for their future in tempe so can we stop talking about the arena like soon or is that this is just (laughs) i sure hope so buddy you know it's there's my dog barking in the background (laughs) do anything about that when i'm talking but uh you know both the city of tempe and the coyotes are seeking uh comment from people on the arena proposal of course this brings some of the knuckleheads from out of town who don't have enough information but believe that they are uh you know informed enough to comment on the situation i've seen so much 
bad info out there on Twitter, like from people from out of town. Oh, the, this should have happened. Oh, Glendale, uh, if, if they if the Coyotes had done a better job, Glendale would have fought to keep them. Well, they, well, they did actually, they, they tried to sign them to a, a long-term lease agreement, but the Coyotes wouldn't agree to that. So if you're going to comment, at least come with facts. And I know the people watching this are probably Coyotes fans. So they're probably a lot more informed than some of the knuckleheads out of town. But if you don't come with facts and you decide to comment on Twitter, you might get shot down by someone, including me, because yeah, I love when Savage Craig comes out on Twitter. <laughs> And speaking of having the facts, if you haven't listened to the story yet, it does tell the entire story wow. of, of the Coyotes in Glendale and what happened. And I think what's really great about episode three of the story is you really do get to hear both points of view, the Glendale point of view and the Coyotes point of view and just how damaged the relationship became and why. So listen to the story if you haven't already. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. That was just the first series of the story. There's more to come. Tiersen's working on two different stories right now. I won't give it away because she hasn't announced it yet. But really excited for what's to come on the story as well. Any final thoughts for today? That's all I got, Petey. I know you got to, uh, yeah. don't you, buddy? Should we tell everyone where you're going? Like, what's happening? I think, can we do that? I'm fine yeah. with it. So yeah, let's tell everyone. People do know I have another job that I work for ESPN. And turns out I am headed to the Eastern Conference Finals all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals tomorrow. And as people also know, I am very high anxiety. <laughs> I do not know where I'm flying to tomorrow <laughs> and for how long and what kind of weather I'm going to have. And if people travel oh, often... You, this doesn't bother you. You just roll with things. Yeah. Right? Okay, exactly. So flying into New York City is much different than flying into Raleigh-Durham. They are very two different vibes. They're very different <laughs> yeah. cities. This is going to be two very different days. I just don't know which one I'm going to have tomorrow. So I'm bouncing off the walls right now. I don't know what I'm going to do. But but for PHNX, I, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to provide most of the live content that I am now. I'm hoping to make all of these live shows. And when I can't, we're going to pre-record some really fun stuff on the road in some of these cities, whether it's New York, Carolina, Tampa, um, all the way to the finals to Edmonton or Colorado. I've already talked to the guys at DNVR. we got a lot of plans. Um, if Colorado's in the finals, I'm actually going to finally be at the DNVR bar. There's so many fun things that that we're planning for um, um, over the next few weeks. So I'm looking forward to it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But once I get to where the hell I'm going, it'll be much better. Because right now it's not good. We have to have a PD on the road vlog. Oh, yeah, it's it, it will start tomorrow. Like It, it may start tonight. <laughs> It might start tonight when you're packing. When I'm like, booking, the, when I'm booking game, my flight. The game is in triple overtime. You still don't know. Can you it's imagine? like one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, still it's one in the morning and I catch a 5 a.m. flight to LaGuardia. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> yeah, anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. Craig's going to be out of town. Leah's going to hold, hold down the fort at home um, here at uh, this PHNX Studios. But I think the content is going to be as good or better or exactly what you're accustomed to. And if it happens in Coyotes, it'll happen here. And don't worry because we're still providing coverage five days a week, three live shows a week, two audio episodes a week. Like we said, PD will try to join when he can and we'll hold it all down for Tempe City Council. Yes, and Craig will be here at Minus when he is in the bush somewhere. Before we head out, just a reminder, the former Coyotes players in the playoffs, we don't know from tonight could be the Carolina Coyotes, Max Domi, Jordan Martinuk, Tony D'Angelo, Derek Stepan, Auntie Ranta, or for the Hurricane or for the Rangers, excuse me, it could be Dryden Hunt. And we already talked about 
the matchups in the West and Riley Nash made his return to Tampa Bay. So, you know, it could be any, any, a former coyote will win the Stanley cup this year. That goes without saying, thank you everybody so much for watching, for tuning in live. We'll be back live on Wednesday with JP major, who was the strength and conditioning coach for the coyotes to talk NHL scouting combine, which is going on right now, which is awesome. Um, so we'll talk to him and we have another trade talk Tuesday audio episode coming out tomorrow where we dive deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole of the Danny Briere trade and all of the ramifications of that one. So please like subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast as well. So you don't miss it. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. I'm dangerously close to having to eat fake maple syrup live on this show. So if you want to see that, please give us a follow as well as there's a ton of great stuff on our Twitter And uh, that's it from us today. Have a great rest of your holiday weekend, everyone. And we'll see you later this week.